hearing the Echoes podcast, and coming up, we're going to return to a 2009 feature on guitarist Michael Hedges. He left the planet 20 years ago on December 2nd, 1997. Putting together podcasts like this and making them available takes a lot of time and money. So if you like what we do with these interviews and on Echoes, become a supporter by making a donation now at echoes.org. It's easy, you'll feel great, and you'll be supporting the dissemination of great music to the world. Just go to echoes.org. Sometimes in music, there's a clear before and after. Jazz was never the same after Charlie Parker. Rock is easily demarcated by the arrival of the Beatles. And no musician could look at an electric guitar the same way after Jimi Hendrix. Michael Hedges is in that same company. He altered the way an entire generation plays the acoustic guitar. By tapping the fretboard with fingers of both hands, he attained a pianist's range. Slapping the strings gave his attack the bite of an electric guitar and he beat on the soundbox for percussion. There is hardly any acoustic guitar player who comes into Echoes that doesn't cite Hedges even 20 years after his death on December 2nd, 1997. We did a feature on Michael in 2009 when listeners voted on 20 icons of Echoes. He was number 13. Let's go back to when Kimberly Haas brought us the guitar wizardry of Michael Hedges. Michael Hedges could usually be heard playing solo acoustic guitar, and he recorded on the Wyndham Hill label, so most people thought he was a folk artist. But Hedges thought he was a rocker. Have you ever been to one of my shows? Well, it's loud. It can be very soft, too. That's what I like about the acoustic guitar, the way I've got it uh, picked up, is that I can play real soft, and I can play pretty darn loud. Born in Sacramento, California in 1953 and raised in Oklahoma, Michael Hedges was discovered by Wyndham Hill founder and guitarist William Ackerman in a small Palo Alto club. Ackerman was so overwhelmed that he used a napkin to write out a contract on the spot. Michael Hedges died tragically in November of 1997, but he has left a legacy that every acoustic guitarist must confront. Billy McLaughlin. He really scared me to death because I didn't see him first. I heard him on a live radio broadcast in the Twin Cities and sat there listening with my analytical transcription mind and saying to myself, now, no, this is not quite possible. This is not one person. And when I finally saw a broadcast of that show, boom, the light went on. I said, oh, he's breaking the rules. Raised on rock and roll, schooled at the Peabody Conservatory of Music, and playing a folk instrument, Hedges arrived at some novel techniques. They included tapping, hammering, and banging on his specially amplified guitar. It's a style that's been popularized by Eddie Van Halen, but Hedges says he discovered it from Stanley Jordan. It just seemed natural. I guess I was just missing my drummer from my rock band or something, or wanting to be my own ensemble. 
the sounds needed to be there because the composition needed and since I'm a composer the guitar was there and my hand was there and if I needed a percussive sound I'd slap it if I needed a different kind of attack I'd hammer it on or pull it off or strum it in a way that would sound different than the others Michael Hedges' debut CD, Breakfast in the Field, was a New Age hit. But Hedges was always bothered by his association with the genre, so he came up with his own names for his music. I made a violent acoustic and then acoustic thrash and then heavy mental and then savage myth. You know, next year I'll have something else. It's just to keep from getting bored, really. Michael Hedges was a musician who tended towards the mystical side. Any conversation would lead to discussions of Tibetan Buddhism, yoga, and philosophy. His 1990 album, Taproot, was inspired by the writings of Joseph Campbell. It's an autobiography, and I changed and made symbols out of the characters, and symbols, in fact, out of the geographies, uh, and symbols of the events. So uh, when I was studying uh, Joseph Campbell, this, this made sense to me. Make up your own myth and live in it. The album spawned one of his most enduring songs, Ritual Dance. Throughout his career, Michael Hedges yearned to be recognized as a singer-songwriter. He frequently covered rock songs by Prince, Madonna, and Frank Zappa, and released two vocal albums. His posthumous CD, Torched, is dominated by his singing. I've started singing more. My voice is getting better. People are commenting more on my voice, so, uh, you know, I get feedback. And, and uh, if, if I were a guitar player and trying to sing and it wasn't working, then I'd know about it. <laughs> but that's not happening. Yet on his final official album, Oracle, his songs were rejected by Wyndham Hill. I had five instrumentals and five vocals, and Wyndham Hill listened to the instrumentals and the vocals, and they said, we love the instrumentals, the vocals, we could pass on them. Have you got some more instrumentals? And I said, sure. Time to talk, it's time I speak. Michael Hedges probably didn't have any intimation of his death, but through his spiritual searches, he'd contemplated it on pieces like Ignition. I had read the Tibetan book of living and dying by a Buddhist uh, named Sogyal Rinpoche. And Sogyal Rinpoche says that in the Buddhist uh, faith, when you die, you see this thing happening called ground luminosity. And I thought, yeah, you burn up and you die, you see this this new glow happening and I thought well you know how can I put this into music so I thought ignition you know that's you ignite you you go to ashes
in November of 1997, Michael Hedges was killed in a car crash. Michael Hedges' career burnt a path through modern instrumental music. Players like Rob Eberhard Young, Richard Leo Johnson, and Billy McLaughlin acknowledge his impact. Guitarist Alex Degrassi. Well, Michael was not only a, a, a great innovator and player on steel string guitar, but he was probably the most dynamic performer in that genre. I mean, I think he took it to a new place. Michael Hedges is number 13 of 20 icons of Echoes. For Echoes, I'm Kimberly Haas. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast today. Go to echoes.org to find out more. I'm John DiLiberto. Be sure to keep an eye out for more Echoes interviews at echoes.org or the Echoes newsletter.